Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello. Hi, how's it going? I am good. How are you? Good, good. It's episode two, the sophomore slump. <laughs> definitely, definitely. The difficult second album. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a challenge, isn't it, of, of getting that getting that second episode out, getting that second album out, getting that second novel out. All of these yeah. things are just as difficult. You know, most podcasters don't even make it past the first episode. No, exactly, exactly. Halfway just through the up. first episode. <laughs> so many podcasts abandoned halfway through the first episode. They just give up. You know how it's because they're either murder podcasts or they're like how to monetize your business revenue podcasts. You know, there's a real kind of subgenre of that, or like self help podcasts. There are a bunch of those where they people get through the first halfway through the first episode and then they realize that they're making nonsense, or that they're they're. Their stuff is so good, their content is so good that halfway through the episode they realise, wait, we could monetize this in a much better way. Yeah. And then they go like putting it on to YouTube. Make, to make their billions as a Twitch streamer. Yeah, oh shit, yeah. I mean, that's what all the Twitch content is, right? It's all people talking about business plans. Yeah, that's exactly what Twitch and is. Multi level marketing schemes and the affiliate name Twitch, marketing. The name Twitch refers to fluctuations in the stock market. That's where Twitch of comes of from. course it does, yeah. That's, That's why um, Chancellor of the Exchequer Rishi Sunak is such a big fan. <laughs> He's a huge fan. He's constantly. He loves to Twitch. Now. Yeah, he does. He's a Twitcher. <laughs> he does. Now, are are the teenagers who get paid insane money for streaming on Twitch called known as Twitchers? Is this a thing? I'm also 100 years old. Uh, they've been known as influencers or streamers. Streamers is normally the word used, I believe. Um, it may well be that I am not down with the kids enough to know that they're called. Twitchers. Of course, you are. You're a video game person. You're down with this stuff, aren't you? <laughs> I'm absolutely down with this. Um, speaking of not being down with things, did you know that <laughs> Papa Roach refused to play a show in a submarine? <laughs> I did not know this. I thought this was going to be a down with the sickness joke, and it's going to be like, no, <laughs> disturbed is for another episode. But just for everyone who's tuning in, just because they want to hear it. Ooh, You're so poor. good at that. Um, but yeah, so so Papa I think Roach I could refused... do better. I think I need to practice. <laughs> Ooh, you've got you've got a fair few episodes to uh, to decide. We will talk about disturbed at some. point This is true because disturbed they've only got that one song, haven't they? It's going to be scraping the barrel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so they're Pat- going to be above, they're going to be ahead of Spineshank, but that's kind of about it, right? <laughs> yeah. And Taproot. They'll be, they'll be, yeah, between 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 Taproot and Breed 77, I think. Between angels and insects. <laughs> so, so yeah, Papa Roach, they, they refused to play on a submarine, um, and they gave the reason being that they are worried about suffocation, no breathing. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna play on a submarine baby <laughs> so it may did well you, be did they... you make that up just so you could do that joke or is that actually a true fact no that is a made up joke 
Oh, fuck um, you. That's a really good <laughs> fact. That's the kind of fact you hear you want it to be real, not just a stupid well, maybe, joke. Maybe they have refused to play on a submarine. If we write to Papa Roach and say, hey guys, would you like to come play on our awesome submarine? Dear decline, Kobe Dick. <laughs> yeah, dear, dear. I mean, it's only one letter removed from Moby Dick, a creature of the sea. Exactly. Surely if he were invited to play on a submarine, he'd be like, hell yeah, man, I'm up for it. I'm going to do... channel my whale heritage. <laughs> And I do have a little factoid for you about Moby Dick and Cody Dick, in fact. Kobe. Kobe Dick. Um, because Not Cody. First... That's like an American teenager's name. That's like a 13-year-old American's name. No is one over what... the age of 13 is called Did Co- I say Kobe. Cody instead of Kobe? Yeah. Oh, I, I apologise profusely. I did not mean to. Um, so, so their like, first... what's that guy? Cody Haim? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so so their, their first tour van was called Moby Dick. Um, oh really? And then that's where they took the name, or where he took the name Kobe Dick from. Yeah, but also it's his name because his name is Jacoby Shaddix. Jacoby Shaddix, which is h- hilarious. Me and my we used to laugh at that. Me and my friend James used to listen to this album at school to infest at school a lot. I said this album like it's their only album. It's not, but it's their best album and it's their first album and it was a moment, right? Um, oh yeah. Yeah, the intro way says, my name's Kobe Dick. We thought that was hilarious, and then we looked it up. Or I think we must have read in Kerrang that, that he took that as a shortening form of his name, and we were like, that's incredible, but also hilarious. Like, yeah. even at the time, I think we appreciated that there was a goofiness to it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And and there's big old goof quality in Papa Roach. Yeah. Um, which which I think has got to be appreciated, doesn't it? Yeah, that's oh, that, that's one of our um, one of our categories for a reason. One of our right? one of our criteria, and one of goof the most factor. important criteria is the goof factor. Um, so, Papa Roach, it it's an amazing band. Yeah, and and Infest, I think, is one of the albums of the era. Wouldn't you say? Absolutely, like top ten, if not top five, probably albums of the era. And again. A bit like Limp Biscuit, I think they actually had some mainstream success where people who wouldn't usually choose to listen to metal or even like necessarily like rock music at least knew Last Resort. Like everyone had heard that song. It was on the radio all the time. People, yeah, everyone would like make memes about it because it's kind of a hilarious song that lends itself to being memed, but is also still a very, very good song. And the video was really great as well. And that, again, that was on Kerrang! all the time. And it must have just come out the year that we got a Kerrang. So it was one of the, we got we got cable and we got a Kerrang TV and it must have been that thing. I always remember the end of the video where it goes, Nothing's all right. And then he sort of turns upwards to the camera that's above him. And that, that image really stayed with me and it was hilarious and I don't know why, but great. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. It's um it's an amazing song and it has become this huge meme, but Cut my life into pieces This is my last resort Suffocation No breathing Don't give a fuck if I cut my arm That doesn't do service to how awesome that song is And in fact, how awesome that album is And if you if you try to condense down everything that was great about new Metal into one album I think you you could look at Infest as like the perfect example of how new metal could work well. Yeah, I agree. Because it has that goofiness, but it is also quite serious. The subject matter is serious. It's got riffs, it's got hooks, it's edgy. Um, 
And there are some bits about it that are potentially shocking, but it's not trying to be in your face like Fred Durst. You know, it's, yeah, I think it strikes the new metal balance quite well. Yes, yeah, for sure. Um, and the the best criteria of any band of that era, of course, is that they made it into the soundtrack to a, home, a Tony Hawk Pro Skater game. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, if you've made it onto there, then teenagers around the world will know your music. And it just so happens to be one of their best songs as well. So Blood Brothers is still one of the... Uh, I remember, yeah. It's, it's still one of, I think, the best rock songs of that era. Just going outside of new metal... It's awesome, and I think I think there's a few real standout tracks on on Infest that really have stood the test of time incredibly well. So, um, so you've got. Have you seen that Tony Hawk? Like he's a relatively old guy now, but he's doing lots of twitters all the time about how people go up to him and go, "Oh, you look a bit like Tony Hawk," and he's like, "I am Tony Hawk," and they don't believe him. (laughs) (laughs) That makes that makes sense. Now, Tony yeah, Hawk's Pro Skater was a game I played at friends' houses. I never had it myself for some reason. See, I had Tony Hawk and I had Tony Hawk 2, and they were both amazing. Um, of course, the series has kind of gone off track um, a little bit because they released a version of it that came with a peripheral like digital skateboard. So it was almost like a Wii, a Wii Fit board, but it was a skateboard, and then you had to try and use that to, to move, and it didn't work. Right. And it sold incredibly That's the idea that sounds great on paper. Yes, yeah. And um, it did not work in practice. And then they went back to basics with the next game, and it was a complete disaster. So the video games have deteriorated, unlike Papa Roach, who was still going strong. Still, see similarly to kind of any band of the new metal era, I was surprised to hear that they're still making Tony Hawk games. Again, that's like hearing that a band like Papa Roach is still going. Yeah, which incidentally they are. And this um, preparing for this episode caused me to go and listen to their newest stuff that I didn't even know existed. And you know what? It's good. So, so Papa Roach, I think, are one of those bands that really made it out of new metal. Um, And and a lot of the bands that managed to escape were ones that never really sat properly within the genre anyway so you know deftones is the perfect example of this where they you know Mm. they did all of the same tours and everything like that but really their music never quite felt the same as new metal um and i think we should do an episode we should should definitely do a a metal sode that's all we're calling that (laughs) we should definitely do an episode about about deftones um but but papa roach they were very much you know that the first album in particular well it was their first like big label they released an an independent album first which which i've never heard potatoes for christmas well well, that was their ep that they never (laughs) wanted to see the light of day wasn't it and then they released a they released another album and then they released infest but i think infest is kind of like the big starting point for them Um, yeah major label debut in the days when your your major label debut was your first album. Even if you'd made a hundred albums before that, they'd be like, "Those don't exist." Yes, this is yeah. this is their debut, yeah. and um and it's 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 great. It's really good. It's very very new metal. And then the second album after that, you know, uh, Love Hate Tragedy. It's still got the same kind of new metal bits, but you can see that they're trying to push more into a almost alt rock angle with it then you see i love that album and i i think part of that is nostalgia as i always say but i got that album on cd for my birthday and my birthday is july and it's the beginning of july and it's, so it was always the beginning of the summer 
when we'd always just broken up from school and none of my friends were ever around I never had like a a birthday party or like wanted to do anything really I just like kind of hang out at home and play guitar or whatever and this was the year that I think I broke my arm just before the end of term so and I got this someone CD and I had it had it on my disc man and I just like was like staying with my grandparents and holidays they always did and just like sitting there listening to that album over and over and over again like that summer I just played that album constantly and I just I loved it everything about it really spoke to me I thought I love Infest but this kind of almost at the time I thought it improved upon Infest but now looking back obviously Infest is so classic that that can't be done but the I thought the songs were really interesting and there were some that were quite moody and dark and in a different way and it wasn't just shouty bollocks it was actually quite interesting and there's some great guitar work on there and yeah i will always love that album as well awesome. i return to both of those albums still regularly seriously even without the kind of nostalgia or sort of you know I- ironically looking back at that era i still listen to those two albums quite a lot also the 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 um european release had a legitimately pretty decent cover of gouge away by the pixies at the end yeah i love which is, that it's actually really good it almost sounds and obviously you know that song in particular was a huge influence of nirvana and and their cover of it almost feels like a nirvana song in the way that they 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 put it together so kudos papa rage yeah. on the good pixies cover but but i agree i, th- yeah. I think like love hate tragedy it it kind it kind of disappointed some of their fans and critics as well who are really looking forward to another big old new metal album but you can see that they'd almost twigged that they couldn't just keep releasing really rap heavy material because already by that point in um in 2000 and, so 2002 it was wasn't it the love hate tragedy came out um al- yeah. already by that point rap metal was starting to go stale and so they were trying to push away and find ways to push it out so there's still little bits of rap here and there but a lot of it has that more sort of alt rock feel and then they embrace that even more in the follow-up album, Getting Away With Murder. And, you know, you listen to them as time progresses and they've they've experimented with different sounds, but they've never really returned to those first two albums in terms of... And, and now they sound very much like a... And, and kudos to them for it. They sound very much like a modern alternative rock band, um, which people of their age often when they try and do that it sounds really cringe because it's like you're like 40 years old man what are you doing trying to sound (laughs) trying to sound like these guys but actually they pull it off quite well and you know it's it's not necessarily the kind of music that i'd listen to because when i listen to a lot of rock music i prefer it to sound quite raw and and not with lots of production but they've managed to really blend sort of like rock metal and pop into this very catchy rock sound and so yeah and some some of their newer stuff has really good synths on it and like wouldn't be out of place in a, a dance dj set and there's some stuff that's almost more towards like contemporary emo as well yes, that, did yeah. you hear that song help yeah it's got that very much kind of post hardcore sound to it um and yeah, some, i really like that and some song. good that's and great. some good technicality as well so you know what guys you've managed to escape new metal kudos to you however that might lead you to getting less marks on the new metal scale when we come to <laughs> round them at the end of this episode because yeah. these guys have actually managed to reduce the amount of cringe factor which is obviously a very important part of of the new metal ranking system um yeah <laughs> but um but yeah so so their their first three albums i think really fitted with the new metal scene 
um even though you could see them trying to get away from it so infest very 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 new metal um love hate tragedy has a fair few bits of new metal in there and then getting away with murder again which i think is an underrated album um yeah definitely you know the 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 title track in particular is something that i i listen to quite regularly because it's got a killer chorus and this really sort of um grimy sound to it which i really like um and and so you know it's it's an interesting album but i think across those three i think those are three kind of cornerstone releases of that kind of era of 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 metal and rock yeah for sure it's yeah that album's great and that that, getting away with murder i think came up at the time when i was sort of starting to lose interest in um new metal and starting to broaden my musical horizons that i wasn't that interested in at the time but i've kind of since gone back to it and found it quite enjoyable Yes, yeah, I think there's... When I started watching a bit more MTV2 than Kerrang. <laughs> you started listening to all of those incredibly boring indie bands that sounded yep. exactly the same. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 and I think that's right, is that at the time people were trying to distance themselves from the new metal scene, and so listening to Papa Rage, you're like, oh, I can't really listen to these guys. Um, but actually, if you listen to it back now, it's not really... You know, it was part of that movement, but that album in particular is very much more like an alternative rock album, particularly Scars, which I think it got quite a lot of play and quite a lot of people enjoyed yeah. it. And that's just like a big old stadium rock anthem, really. Yeah, for sure. Which, you know, fair fair play to them. It's, I'm, I'm digging the sort of big stadium sound that they, they get every now and again. It's great. And with, if you look at pictures of them like now or recently, they're not just like, you know, guys wearing black or whatever. There is somewhere that he's even wearing like sort of flowery shirts and stuff. And he's got his hair all spiked up in a little bit of a Guy Fieri kind of way. You know, nothing wrong with that. But there, yeah, there's pictures of them where they're just dressed like a regular old indie band. And that's fine. They can do that. They're saying, you know, we're not stuck in this metal hole. No. <laughs> in a well. The new metal yeah. well um yeah so so but papa roach i still think you know i i liked love hate tragedy a lot when it came out um i think um life is a bullet is a really great song yeah Um, i think the title track again is really good uh singular indestructible droid has an incredibly dumb name and i love it so much (laughs) um and um i i think uh, and, and this is a really specific niche love of mine, but I love songs that are about biomechanical horror. And it, of course comes, it comes up every so often someone writes a song where it kind of goes down that route of being like, you know, this metaphor of being man and machine. And I'm like, yeah, I I love that kind of metaphor and imagery in a song. And so Singular Indestructible Droid, hat off to you guys, Papa Roach. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving it. Nice. Oh, and um, I never realised that Brendan O'Brien produced this album. Dara O'Brien. Yeah, Dara O'Brien. His the <laughs> career that he had. That's where he gets most of his comedy material from. Is from having produced a bunch of new metal albums <laughs> from his studio I'm really, in I'm really Dingle. Glad. I'm really glad. <laughs> um, so, no, but that's interesting because Brendan O'Brien he did a lot of stuff with you know with the grunge era. Um, and a lot of alternative rock and stuff, but not that much really, really heavy metal stuff. And he's got quite a broad rock um, CV, but has a really good sense of what makes rock music interesting, I think, as a producer. So it's no surprise that he produced a, an underrated and interesting album. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
it's um and and that also shows the kind of direction that Papa Roach are trying to go in um when they were trying to broaden their own horizons um so yeah we we love you guys so what are your favorite Papa Roach songs then um well we off of um Love, Hate, Tragedy, Time and Time Again is really, really good. That's one that I return to. And the the opening track, M80, that's really, really good as well. Are that's you, a brilliant opener, like really fast, just like kicks in and goes, yeah. Are you ready to die for rock and roll? Yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. It's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, and the song um, Black Clouds on that album, that one's like quite slow and dark. And that one, I remember thinking, wow, this, I haven't heard much like this. And I didn't expect this from these guys. That's a brilliant song. But Infest, like every song on that album, is a banger. But my my absolutely number one favorite is Dead Cell. That's my favorite song of theirs. It's so good. I think that is a perfect rock song and a perfect new metal song as well because it's got the does the the second verse is the same as the first verse, but shouted. Like you can't argue with that. A sort of <laughs> sort of like rap shouting, like sort of in that kind of white person way. It's not quite rapping, but it's sort of rap yelling. But it's great. Yeah. And the lyrics are stupid and meaningless. And about, like as you say, about like machines or whatever. But it's great. Cut from the mould of the antisocial. Yeah. So good. Um, yeah, Dead Cell for me, that's a standout. I do really love Blood Brothers. Yeah. Um, ni- nihilistic, angry, grumpiness. <laughs> is that that that, that's exactly the kind of mood that you want from new metal and and blood brothers has that where it's like we're all destined to murder each other here's a rap rock (laughs) song about it yes um i really like but these guys do it without seeming snotty don't they yeah and and there is this kind of i don't know almost this tongue-in-cheek humor to it as well um like uh, you never got the feeling they were trying to annoy any dads no no um, but yeah, so you've got Blood Brothers, you've got Dead Cell, Last Resort obviously is a tune and a half. Um yeah, I, yeah. I have a soft Still slaps. I have a soft spot in my heart for Snakes as well. Um yeah. which I really love off that album. And then yeah, I, you you've mentioned the ones off off Love Hate Tragedy, so M A T. Um I really like Life as a There's also a live version of Dead Cell. Um, which I think is on the Spotify version of Invest now. Um, and it's great because you hear him doing the intro and talking to the crowd and telling them when to yell dead cell. And that's like, yes, that's what every gig was like. There was always one song like that where you had to yell something stupid, but it was great. Yeah, and I think we need one, to bring that One, two, back. dead cell. Yeah. Um, also, that live version is ever so slightly faster than the version on record, which is exactly how it should be. Yeah, if you play that, it, which if you is play really it. interesting because as you have we talked about this, how I usually nine times out of ten I really dislike if a song is played faster than on the record live, but if a song is played slower, I usually like it nine times out of ten. This is that rare instance where the song's a little bit faster and I like it. When they play it slower live, it means that they couldn't play it properly on CD and they had to stitch <laughs> it together. That's what that means. Yeah. Um, when they play it fast live, that's how they wanted to play it and got told to slow it down. When you, when you see a rock band live, they have to play things at least ever so slightly faster than it is on record. They've got yeah. to. They've got to. It's the law. Yeah, and I guess if you listen to like the Metallica live albums from the early 90s, I guess they're doing the same thing there, aren't they? Whereas I bet you now Metallica plays it slower. It's and, half speed. And, yeah. <laughs> and tuned down about four steps yeah, they because they can't sing in that register anymore. Which I think is fair And genuinely, those songs, I'm so used to hearing them in E that hearing them tuned down, I can't stand it. 
Like, I genuinely wouldn't go and see them now just for that reason. You've got to, you've got to wait. Also, they're very old. You've got to wait until they get so old that they're basically playing a Sun Zero set. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm. That's what I'm waiting for. Um, no, Metallica, we love you. I, 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 yeah, I, I have more time for that kind of stuff than you do, and I also like that raw feel when bands play live, and clearly they get excited, and it's faster. And I'm like, yes, give me that, give me that energy. Um, but yeah, but Papa Roach. Did you ever see Papa Roach live? No, I never did. And this is a, a regret. I think sort of Infest and Love Hate Tragedy came out sort of just before I started going to gigs. And then I was just seeing a whole bunch of other bands and it seemed like a, they were never touring at the right time. It just never quite lined up. Did you see them? No, I didn't see them. And again, I think, you know, we were probably a little bit too young. Um, I think I think we were both 11 when, when Infest came out. Yeah, um, we were definitely coming to it slightly later. So, yeah, so it was it was a little bit a little bit too early to be going to gigs regularly. Yeah, um, because my first gig was the Reading Festival in two thousand and three. That I that I remember. Day three, I think it was, and Metallica were headlining. Oh, very nice, very nice. But Papa Roach weren't on the bill, or if they were, they weren't on that day. They were on the cockroach, not the duck. So that's why they weren't <laughs> on a bill. <laughs> You, you know Bill Withers died the other week and all I can think of when I think of Bill Withers is that joke about how do you make a duck into a soul singer or whatever <laughs> you put it in the oven until it's Bill Withers <laughs> that's terrible and I love it rest in peace Bill Withers yeah. <laughs> you were much more than that bad joke <laughs> um, but this is not a time to talk about soul singers this is a time to talk about stupid new metal um, yeah, and so- but genuinely, I'm really, really happy that they're still going, and that it seems like they never went away, and that they just kind of rolled with it. But it also seemed like they never were that bothered about whether they were labeled new metal or not. You know, there was never anything in the press going like, "Oh, we hate the new metal label." They weren't. They never seemed to court controversy. No, they just got. On they were with just it. doing their thing, and that's that's why we love them. They just they yeah. just kept going. Also, Papa Roach is a legit stupid name, but brilliant. <laughs> exactly, stupid but brilliant. Um, and uh, and again, little factoid for you: apparently, they're named after um, after the uh, step granddad of of Shaddix, whose name was Howard William Roach. Oh, that's okay. where Papa Roach right. came from. Because I was thinking that's got to be something to do with drugs, right? <laughs> no i I just loved the idea of that they were genuinely really obsessed with insects because they had the big cockroach on the cover of infest i love the idea that that was their thing that was the thing they were theming their band around and yeah i think that would have been great if they were just like yeah we fucking love insects um yeah but yeah so right you were the you you were the person who decided we were talking yeah today and so do you have your rankings Okay, from the top, uh, riff quality. I'm I'm gonna say seven, maybe seven point five. Ooh, like I don't know that there are maybe, or you could even push it up to eight, couldn't you? Because the riffs are really, really strong. But again, it's because elsewhere in this list, the next thing is catchy chorus quality, and I want to go to an eight on that at least because the choruses are the thing that I think really stick stick with you. But Maybe we give those both an eight. What I, do you think? I think we definitely give them an eight for riff quality. You think of Dead Cell, you think of Blood Brothers. 
Yeah, they've got some. But also the riffs. the stuff in the the like intricate guitar work that's going on during um, Last Resort and Between Angels and Insects and a lot of the stuff. Is that a riff? Can we describe that as a riff? I'd say that's a riff. All right. If that's a riff, then that bumps it up. Is it played on a guitar incredibly distorted while someone raps over the top? Then it's a riff. <laughs> which All which right. we're changing the concept here, man. This is new metal we're talking about. Um, yeah, I'm 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 happy with an eight there for, yep. for riff quality. Cool. So, yeah, and catchy choruses. Genuinely, a lot of these choruses you can sing now. Like this is the thing. And if you were to sort of remake them as pop songs, they would work. And I think that's a good test. Might try that actually. I want to see you Last do Resort in the style of Taylor Swift. Dead Cell in the, in the yeah. style of Justin Bieber. <laughs> Although, if you look at a picture of Justin Bieber and a picture of Kobe Dick, there's, there's something... How Kobe Dick looks now, aged 43, Justin Bieber's going to look like that in 20, 15, 20 years. It's going to go the other way, and Justin Bieber's going to look like a new metal guy, but a 40-year-old dressed as a new metal guy. So <laughs> well, he's going to look like He kind Fred of looks Durst. like that now. <laughs> you ever seen a picture of Justin Bieber? He's covered in tattoos. He's got that kind of spiked up Guy Fieri hair. He's I'm telling you, Justin Bieber, he's a new metal guy. <laughs> His next album's gonna be straight up new metal. I am here for I it. I would love that so hey, much. Hey Justin, you know you're listening. We know you love the podcast. Make a new metal album, man. Come on, do it. Yeah. Do it. Do it for us. Do it for us. We do need it. this. This is the content we need. <laughs> do it for Lockdown your biggest 2020. Fans. Um, Papa Bieber. Papa Bieber, exactly. Um, so, right, theatrics is up next. What have you got for theatrics? Um, I don't think these guys are overly theatrical, are they? They just kind of got on with it. And the, around the time in first when they were playing live shows, it was rumoured that he used to puke on stage all the time. But I think that's about it. So we can go, what, six? Yeah, I think a six. We'll go, we'll go for there. These guys are pretty low on the theatrical. Yeah, you know, they, they didn't have any, you know, it's all relative, obviously, because they didn't have any masks or dumb costumes or, you know, dress up as a different thing every single show, like Wes Ball and they just kind of did their thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think but that's fair. But Kobe, enough. calling yourself Kobe Dick is theatrical and funny. Yes. So if it wasn't for that, it'd probably be like a four or a five. But yeah. there's, there's there, an there, element. There's of, a little bit of it there, isn't of there? It. Yeah. Yeah. So, number of superfluous band members. Well, there aren't any, really. If anything, as I said about Limbiscuit, I think they, they do very well as a four-piece to get the sound that they have. Yeah, definitely. I think they they sound very big for a four-piece, and they all do their part incredibly well. Um, so, yeah, I, this has got to be a low number, right, for, for superfluous band members. Yeah, I think they may have had touring like rhythm guitarists, but that doesn't count. No, no. Um, so, so yeah, low score on that. So what are we going with three? I think because they don't even yeah. have a DJ. There's no, there's no, no, no DJ, DJ, no scratching. Because there's a little you get, bit. Of so you get some rapping, here. and there's but no, no scratching. And there's a little bit of scratching here and there on the record, but in terms of it being an actual member of the band, there's none of it there. Um, no, there isn't a guy on stage jumping around, no. hitting them decks. No, exactly. Um, so hair color and style variety. Yeah. Now again, over the years they've they've had some they've had some spiky hairs and some makeups and some nice shirts and stuff. But back in the day, they were just sort of some dudes in black, weren't they? So we can give them what a five on that. 
Yeah, because he's he's got big old spiky hair quite a lot, and he's mixed it up a bit. The rest of the band have basically just been a bunch of guys in black t-shirts. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> but but he's he's maybe been, a collared shirt if you're lucky. Yeah, so so he's been pushing it up. So yeah, I think a five five works for them. Um, so then we're on to the two, possibly the two biggest categories here for new metal. First, we've got the goof factor. Yeah. I, I think this is a this is a seven, right? Because as you say, there's his name, there's goofy name, goofy song titles, some goofy lyrics, but um, and you know you can tell that they don't take themselves too seriously, but it's not on the level of someone like Limp Bizkit, where they're climbing out of a giant toilet at Ozfest <laughs> and shouting chocolate starfish <laughs> yeah. in the hot dog flavored oh, water. Um, yeah. I realized having then after we recorded that episode, we went back and listened to that album. He does that multiple times on that album. <laughs> what a what an artist <laughs> um yeah so I, I think a seven words because they are pretty goofy at the end of the day the first album consists of a white man rapping for a lot of it yeah and there's no way that white men can rap without sounding at least partially goofy so yeah yeah seven on the goof factor and then cringe barometer for 2020 is our final category here and again i think this is a low score you know mm. you have like mm. a three or a four you may cringe out of nostalgia for the fact that at school you used to go out, you used to walk around going, "Cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort," and that everyone was like really into that song, and that some people might have mocked you for it, but you know, the music is still good, and like, it's not massively cringe really when you realise that actually it was good at the time as well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think there's still there's still a a little bit of a cringe factor to it just because it's new metal but <laughs> i think it, when you compare it to something like but yeah you can't ever score a new metal band zero on that can no, you no exactly so so uh what are we thinking here uh, a four maybe on the cringe barometer yeah, yeah. four's four's fair four okay cool so right now we will run are you popping that into your magical calculator we will run this you're running the new metal algorithm <laughs> yeah we're running it through the supercomputer right now to find out who is the most new metal and you're running it through your singular indestructible droid you're running it through the singular indestructible <laughs> droid it was born with no soul lack of control cut from the mold cut of the antisocial. <laughs> um, sounds like a beat poem when you say it like that yeah exactly um so process yeah. the data make yourself the bomb <laughs> make yourself the bomb no soul no control cut from the mold of the antisocial um oh man i love that song so much yes yeah, that's so- literally the whole song yeah <laughs> <laughs> and like then- there isn't i was great about the song as well there isn't a middle eight or a breakdown or anything it's literally just that like three times and then it's done yeah exactly exactly oh no no there is a second verse isn't there um is this Stop I pointing can't. fingers because we all are guilty oh yes clean cut light and life that's filthy yeah i can't remember <laughs> what happens after that <laughs> but it might as well not be there <laughs> oh, dear. the kids are getting singled out let me hear the dead cell shout that's how it ends yeah that's exactly how going it into ends. the chorus again that's yeah. exactly how it ends yeah oh man i love that Right, okay, you've been distracting the supercomputer here. Oh, um, sorry, is it done? No, 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 I've, I've been too busy thinking about Dead Cell. <laughs> oh no, do I need to sing while you're, while you're, um, <laughs> while you're making your calculations? <laughs> or is, is that more distracting? <laughs> it's ever so slightly more distracting. I do some rapping. 
Yeah, again, it's not really rapping, but people think that it's rapping because every rock band was rapping at the time, right? Yeah, yeah. Born with no soul, lack of control, cut from the mold of the antisocial. That's just like rhythmic singing. That's not even rapping. Yeah, it's it's not even, and and it's it's rapping in the same sense that, um, <laughs> it's rapping in the same sense that eighties rapping one was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hold on. Bear with me. The supercomputer is just working this out for you. Um, so old school white rap. So right, I'm just getting the printout now from the computer. And it is out. And unfortunately for Papa Roach, but also potentially well done to Papa Roach, they have come out as less new metal than Limp Bizkit were. Ooh, that's, I think that's a relief. Which I yeah. think makes sense because Limp Bizkit were the biggest goofs. The biggest goofs, but low scores on stuff like mask wearing. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, so, so Limp Bizkit came out with a score of 67.14%. Papa Roach has come out with a score of 58.57%. So a little bit under. All right. A little bit under. Fair enough to the guys. Um, they are not as new metal as um, as Limp Bizkit, but only a little bit, only a little bit. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. Yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah, exactly. And and you know that that's still a respectable new metal score, but it, I think that also showcases the fact that they managed to escape new metal at the same time. Yeah, a respectable band. Yeah, and that and that's where we sit. And 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 they came out. High score is in in what we look for in a band. So riff quality, catchy chorus quality, you know, that's what you want to actually listen to. Um, yeah, for sure. But they were let, actually listenable. But they were let down by not having random people hitting steel drums. They were let down. No DJs. No masks. No DJs. And not wanting to pull out my own hair listening to it in 2020. <laughs> um, yeah. Not listening to it and being extremely embarrassed about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, so that's it for Papa. Well, ha- Roach. Having to secretly listen it, listen to it on my Bluetooth headphones while I'm cooking, so my family <laughs> doesn't know that it's what I'm listening to. <laughs> it's uh, it's always a good barometer of um, how how badly do people roll their eyes when you say that you're listening to this band for your new metal podcast. <laughs> yeah. Or could I could I put this on in a room where my almost one year old son is? <laughs> Put on last resort. See what he thinks of that. I think he'd love it. Or dead cell. <laughs> Put on dead cell. Um, lullaby version of dead cell, please. Um, <laughs> oh, I wonder if that exists. Because you know, there's this company, Rockaby Baby, that does lullaby versions of like rock stuff. I don't think they've done a Papa Roach one. No, I think I know. They've done a they've done a um, Nine Inch Nails one. Yeah, which is great. And they've recently done Wu Tang and Snoop Dogg, which is quite good. Hey, that's very good. Um. But yeah, so, so yeah, I want the lullaby version of Dead Cell. <laughs> request it, request it. Um, yeah, right. So it's my choice next. Yes, um, who are we, who are we doing next? And I was thinking we're going to go for another one of the big names, but maybe another one of the weirder ones. Um, so we're going to listen to System of a Down. Oh, okay. And see if we can listen to System of a Down in great. So they were the. They were just below Metallica on that bill on that Reading Festival day that was my first show. Oh, wow. Okay. They were the subheadliner. Excellent. Excellent. And they were great. But yeah, I won't say too much. No, we must keep this for the next episode. Yeah. But yeah, so System of a Down is up next. Good call. Very good call. Excellent stuff. 
All right. Well, thanks a lot for tuning in to Poddurst. We really, really appreciate it. We hope you're enjoying going on this journey with us. And thanks a lot for all the comments you've got on Twitter. People already disagreeing with our, our ratings, which <laughs> yeah. is great. I'm we loving just want the passion. Caught some controversy. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving the passion. I'm glad that people care so strongly about new metal. I'm here for it. Yeah. This is good. So, yeah, really hope you're enjoying going with us on this journey. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter at Poddurst. Yeah, get on it. Get on it. Come, get, come follow us. Get in us. touch. All right, and we'll be back next time. Talk about System of a Down. Oh, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Keep on rolling, baby. Keep on podcasting, baby. <laughs> Dead cell. Dead cell. Oh, no, so. I do wish that I could like scream like that. Yeah, again, I might not try that in front of my family. And as we're in lockdown at the moment, I don't know if that's really an option. (laughs) This is go out into the garden and close the back door so my family can't hear me, but all my neighbours can.